Hi. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Latino Card. I'm JJ Saldana. I'm Rebecca De Leon, and we are recording in the Radio Boise studio. And we have a very special guest today, um, somebody that we have really uh, admired for a very long time. She's been in the community. She's been kicking butt, taking names. Yes, she has. So today we have Yanira Corbera. <laughs> Did I say your last name right? You said it perfect. Okay. I thought I was like, maybe I put an extra R in there. Okay. So, Janita is a DJ. Is that your official title, DJ? She does a lot more than DJ. Yeah. I mean, but what's her? What's your official title? Promotion director. Promotion director. Oh, oh excuse la me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right. So, the promotion director at La Grande, which is a radio station, one of... Um, several Spanish language radio stations in Boise and we picked Yanira from La Grande because we we absolutely love the work in the community that the radio station and particularly um, Yanira have done. We adore her. In, in Yeah, for, for a very long time. Um, so we're very excited to have you on, Yanira. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate JJ, Rebecca. Um, I admire you guys because you do a lot on the community and I always see you out there. <laughs> that's true that's true that's we always bump into each other so we're all friends here it's and she's love. my dance partner at latino fest what yeah. yeah that's true do we have video of this i think there is ew oh, yeah. just kidding <laughs> i just realized i don't want to see that i look forward for the latino fest because i know jj's gonna be there and i'm gonna la dance oh hey see? there's several reasons see? to go to latino fest entonces but you tell us a little bit about your show what time does it air what what station is it on Okay, so um, I work for Radio Rancho, which is la, uh, the company of La Grande and La Poderosa, and I do a morning show from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Gustavo Acosta El Matavacas. Uh, we're local, so we try to give news. We try to give uh, free services for the community that they could um, take advantage or know that they exist to help and better your life. Um, and we try to have different guests at least three times a month or two times. Two times a month. I mean, it's hard sometimes to book up people. Right. Uh, and we also try, one of the important things that we do is, like, show the beauty of Idaho. We have mm -hmm. traveling with La Grande through Idaho. And why? Because I don't know why people think that Idaho is only potatoes. They do. I've had somebody ask me once if Idaho was, like, Little House on the Prairie. I'm like, what? What? And I was like, <laughs> Little House on the Prairie was Minnesota. <laughs> So, but I think you guys do really great stuff. I know you guys get a lot of calls that most other DJs don't get because your specific um, target audience that you guys have. Um, I think I want to just call her La Madrina de la Comunidad because she does so much <laughs> for our community. And I know that she gets a lot of questions and a lot of people see her as a resource. And so for that, I'm very grateful to you. Yeah, I mean, it's very interactive what you guys do. Um so I, I also know that there's a lot of people who are like, oh, my gosh, if you want something out there, go to La Grande. And I, I especially love that you guys also do make that space for other people to come in and, and sort of support their causes. I know that I have been on a couple of times to tell people the importance of voter registration, for example. I mean, it's all nonpartisan, but nobody else really has the space of mind or I think the, the community minded attitude to do so much of that for the community. Well, basically, we want to, people to see La Grande and La Poderosa as the, the voice of the Hispanic people. You know, sometimes we say only not only Mexicans, we want to be like the voice of all Hispanic. Could be Colombianos, Venezolanos, Salvadoreños. We really want them to see La Grande and La Poderosa as someone they could go to. Uh, mm -hmm. If it's like fundraising for kids, little kids with cancer, or a funeral, you know, we're there mm -hmm. to help the community because... 
it's not just only, I think it's really important to, to give. Mm-hmm. And the company also has that. When the community trusts you and they have, they have a sense of um, family feeling with you guys, because you they listen to you every mm-hmm. day. Um, and so I think the community is totally just um, trusts you and everything that you do. And they t- so I think you have that responsibility, but it's also you guys are doing it from the kindness of your hearts. Right. Yeah. And let's, I mean, we should probably back up for those of our listeners who don't know La Grande is a music station. I mean, you play music also. We talked about all of the extracurricular mm-hmm. stuff that you do, but you also just, you play the music that a lot of people here love to listen to. And so that's why they tune in. And then they also, I mean, they always, they get so much more. So can I ask you personally, Janita, like what brought you to this area? Why why did you start working for La Grande? You know, what's what's your background? My background? Okay, I started doing radio when I was 16 in Mexico. Uh, wow. Radio Alegría. By that time, it was like that. It still exists in my town, Tlatelango. <laughs> I'm from Zacatecas. Well, I'm from California, but raised in Zacatecas. Oh, interesting. Um, Where in Zacatecas? Now I'm curious. Tlatelango de Sanchez Román, Zacatecas. Wow, oh, that's a name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you know, are you familiar, well, JJ? Because I've been to Zacatecas. Um, so Zacatecas, I've been to Juchipila, Zacatecas. And so our mutual friend of all of ours, Lily, his family is also from Zacatecas. So oh. we're always talking about Zacatecas. So I'm glad to know that there's another Zacatecano aquí. Yeah, Zacatecas. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, so I started doing radio. And then when I moved here to Idaho, I had the opportunity to meet Gustavo. Mm-hmm. We started working with, it was like um, La Máquina way oh. before. Wow. And then I started working at Simplot nights. And I said, you know what, I'm fine. I'm not going to do radio. I need, really need to focus and uh, work, really work. <laughs> so yeah, this definitely isn't work, what we're doing. Right. <laughs> so I headed to work, and then later on, Gustavo invited me to do a morning show. And then I have the opportunity to meet Belia. I was like, okay, what am I going to do Belia here? Paz. Belia yeah. Paz. And basically what, what, what I do is just to follow up Belia's steps. Mm-hmm. You know, what, whatever she left, I just want to make it better. And don't forget that it was her who started right. most of the help in the community. Yes, and we do have to like take a take a moment too to recognize that Belia Paz has been so amazing for our community as well. Well, just think about our past interviews. Several people have already mentioned how much she's been a part of it. You know, um, the police officer mentioned it, the judge mentioned her. So people have continued to mention everything that she's done in the past. So Belia Paz um, hasn't died. We talked about her. Right. She's dead. No, <laughs> she hasn't died. She, she just moved. moved. She now works in, I believe, it's Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. So yeah. she she's got this very big job there now. But it was very difficult, I know, for her to leave um, the community. But she was one of those people who all day, all night, just no matter what needed to be done, she did it. She made it happen. Um, and she was such a connector for people in the community. And so when she left, I think that a lot of us, um, well, I probably shouldn't speak for other people, that I, but I know that I had a lot of, anxiety around her leaving because she was such a huge you know resource she was such a huge person i did not because right before she left she met with me and she told me that well i didn't know i wasn't i'm just saying though for me personally i knew that she was that yanita was going to be taking over and i'm like oh she's leaving us in good hands well i didn't know that and so i was really anxious but it is true that yanita you have really stepped in and you obviously have looked and seen everything that Belia did out like above and beyond, and you have really taken it upon yourself to fill those shoes that mm. you know that you were know, left. She left like really big shoes. Really big shoes. <laughs> really big shoes. She was yes. like twenty four seven. 
Yes. They're for the people. Uh, she like yeah, tacones. Big tacones. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. I like that. So tell us about like some events that you have coming up that you're working on. So let me tell you a new project that we have. Um, we partner up with a company, and we want to start like a Latino swap meet. Oh, once that's a month. Cool. Wow. Once a month. And, you know, it, it had been hard, like, special on our community, Hispanic. And it's not only for Hispanics, it's for everybody who wants to join us. Great. Uh, it's at the Indian Creek Plaza. And I think it would be nice to start a little Swamid or Bulga or outdoor market, however you want to call it. Tianguis. Mm-hmm. At Tianguis. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Caldwell. You know, like, wow. so everybody, and not just only to sell, like, chacharitas, mm-hmm. uh, to sell your old stuff. You could promote your business. You could look for workers. You could um, show your community what do you do, um, crafting or stuff like that. Wow. And like a bazaar. Like yeah. a bazaar, yeah. yeah. So we're starting How it. Fun. And, and we're having, um, we have the Mercadito anniversary. Then we have one on Saturday 27th. Then we have on August 28th. Or 30th, it's on, on Saturday. And then we have September 29th. And we, then we have also on September 15th, Fiestas Patrias. Uh-huh. We have the Back to School Bash on August <laughs> 18th. Wow. Yes, and then the Code Giveaway. And I have a lot of them. And I'm just like, thinking, <laughs> thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That is, I mean, that's. However, how other how many other radio stations do that many things for the community, just all one right after another? I can't I think, think of one. I can't think of really. Well, and you know, like you know, when you're on the morning show, your sleep schedule's already kind of shot. But then you have all these other things that you add to it. I'm like, I know. Wow. Yeah. So how do you find the energy to do all of these things? You know what? I think I recharge Tell us your energy secret. <laughs> with people. Really. You know. Yes. And and it's so funny because. Uh, my family says, like, you have a lot of energy out there. Once I get home, it's like my relaxing time. Oh. I don't want to yeah. do nothing. But yeah. if they tell me, you know what, you have to do something, it's like the just being around people is like mm-hmm. they fill you up with that energy. And normally when people, um, let's say I, well, it just happened this weekend. I went to an event just as me, as Janita Corbera, not representing radio or nothing. And it's like so nice when people get close to you or as your family is she la vaquerita? And, you know, Aww. that just like... Didn't that happen to you at Walmart just, once? Yes. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. Well, we're not, and it was not embarrassing in a bad way. <laughs> I was like, I went to the lake. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I was like all wet and stinky and sweaty. <laughs> and this lady was so happy and she was like giving me hugs. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> That's what happens when you're a celebrity. Yeah. Oh my God, no. Yes. <laughs> Not even close to being a celebrity. I'm just me. <laughs> Before you leave, give us your autograph too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we can be rich once you become right. like. Right. Yeah. Well, no. we like, we have Yanira's autograph. <laughs> we knew her back when yes. she was just a local celebrity. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Before she became the Christina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, Yanira, what do you think came first, the chicken or the egg? Because people go to radio for, like, this is where we learn what's happening in the, the area. Is it because you guys started doing that first, or is it that's what they demanded, and so that's what you guys started providing? Or, like, what? how did, you know, especially, I, I think, La Grande become, like, the place for people to How did La Grande things? get so grande? How did, how did you guys <laughs> get so grande? I think maybe it was seen the need of people to be informed uh, you know, to give you that energy when you're out there in the fields working, when you're probably driving to your house or to work. So I think everything comes 
from a need. So I don't know what came True. first. <laughs> <laughs> there was the need and there was somebody with the idea that noticed that need. All, the, all, the, all that matters right now is that the need is, is being met by La Grande, I guess. No, I, I mean, I like a lot of my Spanish music really is very old, old, you know, like I like old rancheras, like old school rancheras. I like like, well, like Yolanda del Rio. Yeah, stuff like that, like stuff that my parents listen to. Um, banda, <laughs> I get teased a lot because I'm like to me, Banda and Tejano. I don't see that much of a difference. <laughs> and so then you have the pro banda people and you the pro dejano people are like, those are fighting words. <laughs> I know, you just said that in front of Yanira Corbera, oh, no. la vaquerita. But you know, that, that's true because we have Grupo Pesado, we have Intocable, we have Papi Pulido. And I honestly, every time that I'm seeing like, and I'm like you, there is a difference, but I see Tejano and regional like the same because they they play the accordion. That's true. There's a lot of kind of like and genre bending songs yeah. too, just like in any other music. So you know, because there's always the the community that's like I'm totally only Tejano, then you have that's the ones true. that are only banda, and you're like, really? Can you not have both? <laughs> Can't we all just get along? By the way, they are dance different. Yeah, that's true. That I do know. So can you give us a quick sort of like rundown? So for our listeners, most of our listeners, I think, um, are English speakers because our podcast is in English. Uh, could you let us know like what? So, for example, if they were to tune into La Grande, they don't speak Spanish, maybe. And they were to listen to a song with the accordion or if they were to listen to like the one where a tuba is really involved. How, what, what genres are those? Regional Mexican. All of them? All of them. <laughs> if you tune into La Grande, you're going to find out, like, the, let's say, like, the oldies, the old regional Mexican. Like, you're going to get Vicente Fernandez, you're going to get Banda Machos, Banda Maguey, like, that kind. And if you get La Grande, it's also regional, Mexican regional, but the newer hits. So it's going to be, like, higher beats, like, probably more aggressive, more. So, not, not aggressive in a bad way. So can oh, you explain more. what banda is to our listeners? Because I'm pretty sure they don't know what banda or tejano is. Right. Banda is, let's say, the instruments that they play is more like bass, per- percussion, that kind, that kind of beat. And I okay. think tejano is, like... I always say like Ramon Ayala, even though he's Mexican, they say more the accordion. <laughs> well, and it's more like just, to me, Tejano is like country music, but in Spanish. Right. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. And then like um, uh, Ramon Ayala could be like Tejano, but Ranchera. also, mm, I was thinking like Norteña. Nah, yeah. Like yeah. Northern, no, you're right. I think that is Norteño. Northern Norteña. Mexico. I love Ramon Ayala. <laughs> that was my dad's favorite. It was Ramon Ayala. My dad's favorite too, I think. So, and then you have like Duranguense, and like you said, there's. So I, I would use. I only got used to this music, you know, growing up because I would learn how to dance to each different kind of song, because oh. the, you know, the different kinds of music have different dances. You have cumbia, which is, you know, very horizontal. It's like the, it's like dancing salsa, but left to right instead of front and back. Right. And then salsa, of course, most people I think are familiar with like the front and back movements. Of no, explain salsa. la quebradita. No, <laughs> I don't know. La Quebradita is the one I hated dancing the most. Why? I don't know, because I always felt like my back was breaking. True. I think that's, well, that's what they why call it La Quebradita. That's why they breaking. call it La Quebradita, which is like the broken something. Right. <laughs> the broken it was something. so like, it's so vicious. And fast. Yeah. True. And you just like, yeah, it's and too there's much a lot of me. spinning. 
Yeah, lots of. Oh, yeah. So, La Quebradita is, is when two people. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm giving the birds and the bees talk. <laughs> it is kind of. I mean, you have. Let's say they're clo- more close together. Yeah, yeah, they're very, like, kind of. Very, very They close get to know together. each other really well. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're basically all touching, all frontal touches. <laughs> and, <laughs> and bouncing around you spinning. Go, yeah, you just <laughs> bounce around spinning really fast, and it's. Especially for most girls, because the guy will wrap his arm around the girl's like back or waist, and so the harder you spin, the more it like breaks your back, and that's why they call it la quebradita, like the. It's like an achy breaky. <laughs> yeah, it's really achy breaky, and you're sometimes sore afterward, depending on who you're dancing with and how aggressive they right. are. <laughs> yeah, and then they throw you at the air. Yes. Oh my gosh, I could never get no. that far. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It was too much for me. So when you guys dance at Latino Fest, what dance do you do? I think we dance to just about everything because at Latino Fest, they have um, a diverse kind of music there. Mm-hmm. So they had rock, they had salsa, they had um, oh, merengue. Okay. So it, it was a big difference. Um, they didn't, I don't remember them having any kind of banda or tejano mm-hmm. there. Um, so we didn't do they any didn't quebradita. They didn't on the grandes toes. La grande yeah. owns all of that. I should all say me quebro. Yanira when she danced with me. <laughs> So now, oh, now that you were saying about um, Latino, Latino Fest, Fest, you know, in October, and I hope hopefully you could help me guys because I want to get all the community involved. We're doing the Heritage Celebration. And it's going to be on October 15. We're going to do it in Vimea Creek Plaza. You know, like September 15, we mm-hmm. started the Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. And we want to we wanna close it with a celebration. And not just only for Mexicans. We want to have m- the diversity. Yeah, because it's Latino. Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, we're, um, I think the the good thing, and this is actually something that I have noticed. I noticed once I, I started the job that I'm currently in, which is a national position, I started going around and seeing how Latino communities work together in other states. And you would think that, I mean, in Idaho, there, there are not very many of us comparatively. I mean, you know, like, for example, California, there's a huge population of Latinos there. And even in, like, Seattle, there's a huge, like, population there. And so you would think that the communities there, the Latino communities are thriving and they're, you know, they talk to each other or whatever. But actually, I've found that Idaho's Latino community is very, very connected. Like, um, you know, we all know who Belia Paz is. We all know who Yanira is and Matavacas, your uh, counterpart. Yeah, Matavacas, uh, Gustavo. We all know who he is. You know, and we, we, I think, do a really good job, especially with Latino Fest, of really trying to be inclusive of other um, communities that are not Mexican but come from Latin American countries as well. And honestly, that doesn't really exist in other states. They are not nearly as connected as we are. And so when I come back, I, when I go out sometimes to other states and I talk to them, I actually tell them, like, this is how Idaho gets it together. Like, we're actually really, really good at this. And it's because I think something that a lot of other communities lack that the Latino community here has is we're so open to working with each other, not just the Mexican community and not just people who listen to banda, but people who might listen to rock or whatever. We're all so uh, open to the idea of working together because I think we're so little, but in the, in the little pockets that I think that we find ourselves in, we are very strong. Chiquitos pero picosos, because we, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think we're very loud uh, as for a small community, but we, we are very loud and we're very passionate. Yeah. 
you know, that I think that's what we are Latinos have. Being Mexican, Peruanos, Colombianos, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we whatever we do, we do it with passion, and I feel like we we love. You know, it's like we're loud and we go with everything. And that's we true. and we have the best foods. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we have I great mean, food. We do. I have mean, great what celebrate? I mean. We don't have any celebration that doesn't include food. All our celebrations include food. They have to. They have to. Or no one's going to show up. Right. (laughs) And that's what I tell a lot of, like, other people who are trying to, like, (laughs) um, you know, reach the Hispanic population. Like, food. Food. (laughs) Bring pozole. That's how you do it. Bring pozole, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, good food. That'll that'll bring good food and good music. Right. That'll That'll bring them together. Well, our dancing will bring people together. If you saw us, I mean, we rocked it. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll be the judge of that at this next Latino Fest. How how long have you been at La Grande doing this in Idaho? I think four years. Four years? Four years. Okay. That's a pretty established amount. Um, So I would, I I think I consider you very much one of uh, the leaders in the Latino community here. Very much so. Very much like one of the people who who connects a lot of people. She's a mover and a shaker for sure. Yeah. I mean, just again, just all of the, um, all of the different events that you're always at. And really, it's just your approach to community. Well, and her giving back to the community. Yeah. I mean, that's why I say you are la madrina de la comunidad. Mm -hmm. And I think that every region in Idaho, um, every like Hispanic areas, you know, we have like the Treasure Valley and the Magic Valley and each of those areas have their own kind of like Latino community. Um, and I think every Latino community has kind of somebody that they trust, a, a Latina or a Latino. There's a Yanina in every community. Yeah. And you you are this person in our community. People know that they can go to you. They can call up they trust the radio you. station. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want her to cry. Don't cry. This we is don't not want a crying people, We don't want our guests to cry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we should probably wrap up. JJ, do you have any other questions? I do not. I'm just so thankful for Yanina for making time to come out with, especially after hearing everything she does. I'm so glad you were able to carve out some time to um, come be on our podcast. It's true. It's pretty amazing that you even found a little bit of time to come here. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And just so you know, like, just keep me in the loop of everything that you do because I know you guys do. A lot, a lot for the community, too. Well, I do. I don't know about Rebecca. That's true. I I stay (laughs) home a lot. (laughs) I do follow both of you. Yeah. Twitter, Facebook. (laughs) That works. We we accept it, and we thank you for your online patronage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to follow us on Twitter, we have our handle, at the Latino card, both JJ uh, and I are both very active on Twitter, and so is Ash, our producer. And we would really like to hear more comments, more questions from you. We really, truly do love them. We haven't really had any that were terrible. We giggle once we get when we get questions. So we do. We're, we're, we're pretty excited. We're excited. <laughs> we we get really stoked about it. So do please, um, you know, you can send us a DM at the Latino Card, or you can email us the question latinocardidaho at gmail dot com yes. is our email. You can send us an email. You can, um, or you can even just ask the question directly to JJ or myself in real life or slide into Twitter, our DMs. Slide into our DMs. We're very available. Wink, <laughs> wink. Not like that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I got carried away. <laughs> and so thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all in a week. Hasta luego. Bye. Done. Wow. See, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs>